Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Welcome back everyone to episode 12 of Gaming the System. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is all about the link between gaming and porn addiction, as it's something that a lot of people in our community struggle with. So let's begin. If you spend any time on the internet, you'll soon realise that gaming and porn pretty much go hand in hand. A large number of gamers also watch an excessive amount of porn, and this has led to a lot of people in our community suffering with both a gaming addiction and a porn addiction. Having an addiction to gaming or porn is very different to having a substance addiction. In the latter, you just want more. More drugs, more alcohol. With the other, you want different, you want new, and you also want more. Philip Sambardo did a TED talk called The Demise of Guys, where he conflates video game pleasure with porn pleasure, referring to them as present hedonism. Hedonism is the ethical theory that pleasure, in the sense of satisfaction, is the highest good and proper aim of human life. Present hedonistic people live in the moment, seek pleasure, novelty, and sensation, and avoid pain. If you don't know who Philip Zambardo is, he was the leader of the notorious Stanford prison experiment, so he definitely has some experience in the field of psychology. The Stanford prison experiment was a, a test they did back in the 60s, or the 70s, sorry, The US Office of Naval Research funded a study into the difficulties that arise between prisoners and officers. They asked volunteers to enter a mock prison and were randomly assigned the role of either prisoner or officer. The whole experiment was actually abandoned after six days. Early reports claimed that people quickly embraced their assigned roles, with some guards enforcing authoritarian measures and ultimately subjecting some of the prisoners to psychological torture. While many prisoners passively accepted psychological abuse and, by the officer's request, actively harassed other prisoners who tried to stop it. It really is a fascinating read if you have a few minutes to spare, and it's a great Wikipedia page where I got pretty much all of that information from. But anyway, uh, I digress. The reason why digital addictions have become so potent is due to something known as desensitization. When you're seeking out pleasure from these online sources, you're always looking for something new to challenge you or fire up a different pleasure response. In the case of gaming, you always need new challenges or experiences by leveling up or playing multiplayer games with better opponents, for example. This is why ranking systems are so addictive. When you get to high levels of play, games become much more intense. The same goes for pornography. Initially, you can get by watching the same sorts of videos. But over time, your taste will develop, and you're going to seek out more and more extreme forms of pornography. Desensitization is behind something known as tolerance, which is the need for greater and greater stimulation to experience the same high. Porn users often escalate to new genres as a way to jack up their lagging dopamine. In a study on porn users, called the Brain Structure and Functional Connectivity Associated with Pornography Consumption, Simone Kuhn and Jürgen Gallinat at Germany's Max Planck Institute found that higher hours per week and more years of porn viewing correlated with a reduction in grey matter in sections of the reward circuitry involved in motivation and decision making. Reduced grey matter in this reward-related region means fewer nerve connections, 
fewer nerve connections here translates into sluggish reward activity or a numbed pleasure response. And the researchers interpreted this as an indication of the effects of longer-term porn exposure. And that was taken from yourbrainonporn.com, which is a website by Gary Wilson, and I'd highly recommend that anyone check it out if they're interested in learning more on the subject of pornography addiction. It's a really fantastic resource. Now, if you haven't noticed, porn has become pretty normalised in modern society. Due to the rise of the internet and, of course, smartphones, we're living in a period where pornography is more accessible than it's ever been in history. Fight the New Drug have a great article on the pornification of the modern world, which I'd recommend checking out. Basically, what would have been seen as abhorrent or grossly inappropriate 30 or 40 years ago is commonplace among the world today. Watching porn is nothing new, but watching it on the scale that goes on is something else. In 2018, Pornhub received 33.5 billion site visits across the year, and to put that into perspective, that's over 1,000 visits every single second. It culminated in over 109 billion videos being watched in 2018 alone. That's 14 for every person on the planet. It's no wonder then that people are feeling increasingly unfulfilled with their lives. With 90% of Americans playing video games, and the majority of these regularly watching porn, those constant micro-hits of dopamine, coupled with desensitization and tolerance, are leading to a generation of people finding less pleasure in everyday activities, as well as their work, friendships, and experiences. Now in this episode, I only really wanted to highlight the link between gaming and porn addiction, I'm not going to go into how to treat it, or the symptoms, or side effects, or benefits of quitting porn and gaming, and all that stuff. I'm going to be creating episodes later this month, uh, with guests as well, on how to treat porn addiction. But for now, I'd recommend checking out some websites, such as pornaddictiontest.com, Fight the New Drug, Your Brain on Porn, both of which I mentioned in this episode. NoFap is a great one, as well as Covenant Eyes. All of these are doing amazing work, and you're going to see us talking about this issue a lot more this month. So if you hadn't noticed, it's November, and that means the start of a new No Nut November, or No Fap November, or No Porn November, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Uh, Thousands of people are giving up masturbation and porn in an attempt to reset their dopamine levels and start finding more happiness in their lives. Now, personally, it's a bit off topic, but I wouldn't recommend abstaining from ejaculation completely unless you really have a problem, because I think it's healthy to have at least some uh, regularity in that aspect, ideally through sex. But anything that gets people to stop watching porn is <laughs> is always a plus in my book. Now, Game Quitters, we're going to use this month to shed more light on the issue of porn addiction and its relationship with gaming, as it's a huge issue in our community. We're going to be releasing YouTube videos, podcasts, articles, and doing a ton of stuff on social media around the problem, and I hope you find it useful. As always, thanks for listening. This has been a huge month on the podcast, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in regularly and allowing us to provide this service to you in such an impactful way. It's only going to get bigger and better from here, as I've got so many plans to really take it to a new level. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating. It helps out way more than you realise. Also, There are two other inactive podcasts called Gaming the System, which are outranking us on Google. (laughs) And obviously we want to be at the top. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Right. (laughs) Anyway, until next time, peace.